Hey, thanks for listening to Suicide Buddies. This is a podcast where we talk a lot about suicide, suicidal thoughts, and depression, and joke around about those things because we're comedians who have dealt with those things. So we like to have fun talking about it, and we hope that helps you. But we're not joking around because we take those things lightly. We just want to establish that right up top. So if you're dealing with suicidal thoughts right now, and especially if you're feeling yourself close to suicide, first of all, know there is no part of us that ever encourages it. Please stay safe. And if you are feeling that, we want you to reach out right now and call the Suicide Prevention Lifeline. It's 1-800-273-TALK. That's 1-800-273-8255. They're so helpful. They will talk to you whenever, wherever. They really are just a great ear when you need someone to talk to. So please call if you need it. And otherwise, enjoy the show. You know just what to do when I look at you And I don't want to go They call me on the phone and won't leave me alone When I don't want to go You should talk about games I've okay. been talking about games. You've been playing games a lot, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah, you got the DS. Got the DS. Yeah. Putting on the LBs, got the DS. <laughs> I've been putting on some LBs, dude. I'm not happy about my LB amount. <laughs> I've been putting on some LBJs. <laughs> yeah. You know what I'm talking well, about? I've been putting on some PB and J's. <laughs> <laughs> uh, LBJ. Is, what, did it, what was his name stand for? Lesbian blowjob? Pound Johnson. Simpson. <laughs> Pound Simpson. LB, lesbian blowjob. Yeah. I yeah. did buy a Nintendo DS. My games have come in. I'm officially a gamer again, Dave. Nice, dude. He was a gamer boy. She said, I don't want to fuck you, boy. He was a game boy. She was a Genesis. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I guess the equivalent would be a Sega Nomad, you know. Shut the motherfucker. Whoa. Okay. Excuse me. Excuse I me. Never got, I, listen, I never I got. I never got a nomad. Money growing up. I, I didn't, didn't have a nomad. Have a Sega nomad. <laughs> I don't think that I was very successful. Yeah. Sega nomad. <laughs> wow. Ra- I like rap. Nomad. It was yes man. Because <laughs> it was my dad. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I'm a gamer. Back to being a gamer again. Welcome to Suicide Buddies. I'm Dave Ross. Hey guys, welcome. I'm Hampton Young. This is a comedy mental health podcast where we sort of joke our way through super dark shit like suicidal thoughts and depression because we've dealt with it a lot. Uh, and uh, Hampton and I have been talking about gaming the past few days because uh, it turns out both of us um, don't leave our house and just uh, put on the put on those LBs, throw Dude. some throw some PB and J's down the throat. Get some LBs on your butt. Nothing you know what I mean? PB and J, J O B, B J, and the LBs. I literally, dude, these peanut butter and jelly sandwiches have been going straight that's, to my ass. That's my gender. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> straight to my ass. Hey, don't gender my um, PB and J. Yeah, I've been gaining a little bit of weight, but I mean, cheese, man. Oof, it's hard to deal with. Cheese and crackers. Jeez, if only I did literally mm. anything. I know. <laughs> If only I even considered working out. 
<laughs> I'm like sweating just thinking about it. Moving my eyebrow up to question it. Uh, <laughs> doing that crystalline arc of my eyebrow. That that gives me a sweat right Sometimes there. I furrow my brow and I immediately fall asleep. <laughs> exhausting. Can I just say making plans is exhausting? Absolutely. Can Being I just say, confused? Because I feel attacked. <laughs> <laughs> no, but you get what I'm saying. Yes, mad. Yeah. No, and there's no greater relief than just canceling plans. Oh, absolutely, but, dude. Whew. Especially with your good friends. <laughs> it feels like push-ups. <laughs> Literally pushing people away from you feels like push-ups. Oh, totally, dude. Oh, thank God they're away. <laughs> and then when you release, you fall off a cliff. <laughs> So, <laughs> so These trust falls went bad. Ah. Trust yeah. fall down a fucking cliff. Um, well, I don't, I don't know, man. I keep seeing all these really negative articles come out that talk about our generation, real negative. Oh, okay. And they're all like, "Well, we game too much, and we all have lower sex drives." But I, I think there should be a reverse article written that's like, "Wait." I, can't we just admit that maybe video games are better than sex now? <laughs> like really? Totally. First of all, they're more like, real. Are we are we overvaluing sex to a certain point? Well, definitely. I mean definitely. Like literally, come on. These games are these games are made by like six hundred people. Totally. With millions of dollars. And you just the have only like sex a dick and a pussy? That's, exactly. Come on. The only sex I've ever made was made by two people and it was free. <laughs> no way, dude. I once paid $600 million to know. I once paid 600 people to have sex. <laughs> no, like, that was the payment, not the amount of people. Yeah, I paid so many people to have sex. <laughs> yeah, but what about you? Uh, shut up. What are you talking about? <laughs> I'm from Dubai. Nothing's weird. That's right. I'm married to 600 people, and I'm uh, into <laughs> cuckolding. <laughs> who did this help what who have we helped so far with this 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 talk? like entire podcast no <laughs> I, just, I guess i just want to say hey if you game you're pretty cool i, I, I think agree you're cool i remember being like when would this have been it was before i started it was like right before i started stand up so i was around 25 so it was what in like 2007 or 8 and i was hanging out with some people and one of the people i was hanging out with i didn't know as well as everyone else and they just said, apropos of nothing, we were talking about some TV show we liked, and they literally said, you know, you should watch less TV. It rots your brain. <laughs> and I almost fucking passed oh, out. and eat more <laughs> carrots. It improves your vision. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> totally. Don't masturbate. Yeah. You get hairy palms. <laughs> yeah, yeah, totally. <laughs> hey, have you seen the food pyramid? <laughs> you got to make sure to eat enough dairy every day. <laughs> I, I, my it's friend important Chris to eat and I, like a pyramid. I very much remember my friend Chris and I turning and being like, "What the fuck are you talking about?" Because <laughs> like, rots your brain, dude. TV <laughs> rots your brain. Rap music, heavy yeah, metal exactly. rots your brain. Comic books, uh, rap rots music your brain. isn't art. Uh, gladiator <laughs> games rot your brain. Uh, chicken fighting uh, rots your brain. Gangster rap creates murder. <laughs> like. <laughs> It validates murder, just well, like, or it's art about murder. You know, I mean, I mean, it is. I mean, so his thing was TV. 
not even video games. It was TV. just television, which is yeah. around which and is like societally a, accepted for a hundred years. Well, and yeah, <laughs> like, I'm not, the obvious thing that bothered me about it was Jesus. what you were just making fun of it for, which is like, that's just a thing that your parents said when you were fucking seven. <laughs> Aren't you worried it will rot your brain? Yeah, exactly. Like, no. You become a zombie. And I think I literally said, we are talking about a show that is really well written <laughs> that really stimulates me. So, no, yeah. I don't think it'll rot yeah. my fucking brain. There's... <laughs> there's great intellectual TV and there's just like, like there are great books dumb as shit books though there's <laughs> yeah. like books that you read and you're like what the fuck was that even if it's like well written like Clive Cussler let's talk about it I'm sick of this like Cussler Dean guy Kuntz? yeah dude let's more like Dean Cunts Cunts I said <laughs> yeah if if Dean Dean if you are a Suicide Buddies Stephen fan Stephen King more like man, Stephen Cunts fuck you <laughs> you're all cunts <laughs> If you've ever written a book, you're a cunt. John Grisham, more like John Cuntum. Nice, Got dude. Him. It took me Catch five your tries. breath and say it again. <sighs> Getting heated. Getting heated. I just, I take, you know, as an illiterate, as a proud illiterate, Absolutely. I, get, I feel a little condescended to when somebody writes a book at me. Yeah, we have been calling you the White R. Kelly. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, wow, man. I can't believe our Patreon R. episode. R. Kelly Rippa is what we call you. <laughs> I can't believe our Patreon episode about R. Kelly really called, we called, called the controversy. We're on the cusp. Yeah. Absolutely. Cu- we like it. cusp buddies. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, no, that was all a way to say that TV thing was a way to say like, yeah, video games are like, they're absolutely, oh, we're, yeah. we've been working on them for so long now. That it makes total sense that they would be worthwhile to your brain. Yeah, they're like it's literally like playing a movie at a certain point. Totally. You know? Why do you think they're addictive? <laughs> <laughs> they're like crack, which is good for you. Everything's addictive. Totally. You know, wearing pants is addictive yeah, by your logic. You know what I mean? <laughs> you ever <Yeah>. untuck? <laughs> Have you seen those ads? Oh, get ready to untuck. I was like, wait, who's Ben Tucking? What does that mean? Your shirt? Yeah, there's like a, a company started designing shirts that were meant to look good if you don't tuck them. Well, why not say, I don't give a tuck? Wouldn't that be a way better slogan? Yeah. Tuck go, you or? Yeah. Untuck yourself. Uh, untuck you, you untucking, tucking. Tuck t- my tassel. cock. <laughs> Cool. See, then you'd kind of respect them for being so yeah, bad. Totally. Uh, tuck my sock. How about that? And then tuck you... my life. Yeah. <laughs> tuck my life. Oh man. Wow. What a terrible company. The I hope they all go under. Here. Yeah. Me too. I hope no one loses their job or loses any money, but I definitely hope that company goes under and everybody doesn't Absolutely. get to work there anymore. Yeah, totally. And that they're all sad. And it's lose just their families. a peace. No, it's a peaceful transition. Lose their families. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa, that got, that got accelerated real quick. Hey, I have an idea. If you're listening to this podcast, why don't you buy Hampton's album? Hey, come on, man. It's called Bearable. Thanks, man. Uh, yeah, you can find it almost anywhere online uh, or uh, physical copies at my website. To be clear, get the old one. <laughs> <laughs> buy the old one. Able is good, but mm-hmm. get the old one. I don't know why. Oh, the older Just one's cause. better? No, it's not better. Okay. But get that one. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta start somewhere oh and uh if you want to come see some live shows i'm at the arlington cinema draft house uh may 10th and 11th and then i've set up some new dates in seattle uh may 24th and 25th dates oh dates dates i'm doing uh laughs in Ooh. seattle 
So please nice. come out to that. And then the 26th, I'm setting a up a name. special show in Portland, which is going to be me and Dave Ross. I'm going to go. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to try and make this happen. I'm going to do it. Yeah. I'm not, I haven't put up uh, the tickets just yet for the Portland show, uh, but uh, those will go up after we get it all settled out but i can't wait to come out hell uh, yeah dude see some fans i haven't been to portland in a while it's so like be really literally fun. one of my favorite cities dude me too so and great. i used to go like every couple of years because of bridgetown yeah and now ain't no bridgetown no more <laughs> it was kind of crazy like we both know andy wood yeah, very yeah well the guy who made the bridgetown comedy festival i mean it was him but and a lot of other people but he really like spearheaded yeah. the whole thing and just to like talk to him about dissolving yeah the the festival was kind of insane because you know to put in that much effort to make a festival is a huge endeavor and yeah. then and then it's just it was gone like eight years yeah. yeah and it became successful and then he just was like i think this is just too much yeah and you know i respect it like hats off to just like have that sense of self and you know um self-confidence yeah um but it's like it sucks, you know, also as a fan to be like, oh, shit, the thing that was like comedy camp for every comedian. Gone. gone. Dude, it's funny, too. Like, my friend Brian Parker, he's a sound engineer now, but he, he was in this band called Sweetheart. They're like a post-hardcore screamo band that toured for a while and like had a fan base and open for some really big bands, but never got huge, huge. Hmm. And like one of their songs, there's a lyric in it that says... Uh, in uh, five years from now, no one will give a shit about this but me. <laughs> oh, I, yeah, you've mentioned that. Yeah, it's a great line. It's a great line because it's like it's true about most great things. Mm -hmm. uh, the like making a mark with something in such a way that it lasts forever is basically impossible, and also basically not desirable. Because in order for that to happen, it has to become something else. Right, folks. That's why you got to come see Dave and uh, Dave and I live in Portland while it's still lightning in a bottle. Exactly. And don't give a shit in six years because we're gonna burn that building down <laughs> after the show. <laughs> we're gonna salt the earth after uh, the show. We're gonna burn down the building. Literally salt the earth. Salt the earth totally. We're gonna watch Change our names. Inglorious bastards on the ashes. <laughs> <laughs> Going a little backwards there. What do you mean? I love it. Yeah, no, I see that. That's, I see we're going to invite a bunch of Nazis to the theater, and then we're going to burn them. <gasps> oh, dude, <laughs> that's how we tackle the alt right. Just free movie invites. We become <laughs> the like we get them to be our fans, mm -hmm. and then we fucking kill them. Okay, dude. see the fir <laughs> the first part of that also seems really hard. <laughs> As well as getting over murdering people. Just Dude, we are so... Are you kidding? We are... It would be so that, easy to get all right fans. Are we're, we that likable? We're white. <laughs> <laughs> Don't we have call to do me is... white. Don't call me white. <laughs> oh, good. I feel like we were. We are, as straight white men, fending off all right fans <laughs> constantly. <laughs> <laughs> with my race baiting and your uh, provocative I actually mean it. Nature. I feel like I one of the reasons that I actively am like fuck Kavanaugh, fuck Louis on oh, this yeah? is to make sure that there's no confusing that you should dislike <laughs> me if you're a trash. Uh, <laughs> please stay out of my life. <laughs> I'm, I'm like cut to some fan listening. He's like, well, I am trash. <laughs> I mean, different kind of trash. <laughs> Didn't mean you. You're cool trash. <laughs> oh yeah, no, like I'm trash. I'm but, trash. But I mean like cosmically, if you're trash, <laughs> like stay away from me. If you think like violence is good and stuff, fuck you.
<laughs> if you like violence, I hope you get the fucking electric chair. Hell yeah, dude. Piece of shit. I'll fucking burn you. I hope they give you a blanket party. <laughs> you blanket party. You pro violence. Oh yeah, dude. I hope you get a code red. <laughs> <laughs> nice that's right that military, was military dude yeah that was a few good men reference i i really like aaron sorkin a lot oh well honestly that's a really good uh example <laughs> of him like you know that was like the play that was so good it became a movie totally and uh i you're right it's, i love him it's so fucking fun it's so fucking good yeah well i guess we should do a fucking episode <laughs> 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 we're uh we're going to do, we said this before, we're going to uh, take an episode each month to read your emails. And uh, I'm really excited that we're doing that. Do you I, know why I we're doing we, that, Dave? You're put, he's putting my glasses on. Because, wow, you look so hot. <laughs> because, Dave, we're a few good men. Okay. That's right. You, me, and Aristotle. <laughs> the best of us. Um, Aristotle, by the way, I, do you mind if I tell this story, what you said just before, Aristotle? He's giving us the okay. So... Uh, we have definitely rubbed off negatively on Aristotle <laughs> because uh, because Hampton was like uh, Hampton was talking about how he's been having a stressful week. His family's oh, coming sure. to town and yeah. he was talking to his mom and he was like, yeah, she was a little loopy. And uh, and he's like saying how he's really stressed out. And I was like, loopy, what is she on meds right now or something? And Hampton goes, no, she's just drunk. <laughs> and like, yeah, so it was a little difficult. And then Aristotle just interrupts him and goes, drunk mom. <laughs> So we have definitely turned Aristotle, the sweetest person who ever lived, into like a moron who like doesn't care about people's feelings. But I, I immediately was like, holy shit, Drunk Mom would be like the best new Seth MacFarlane show. Dude, sing the song. Lucky it- there's a drunk mom. <laughs> oh, yeah. Hampton's feelings getting hurt. Everybody wants to squirt. <laughs> Plus there's a black guy. <laughs> Hello, mother. Are you drunk again? <laughs> Listen. Everyone's Blast allowed to you on your be drunk, drunk treachery. every now and then. <laughs> no. <laughs> I'm just saying it's really hard to make flight arrangements. <laughs> it is difficult. That's all it is. Um, so we, uh, we're going to take a quick break, and we're going to come back and read your emails. A uh, quick reminder, the email address is buddiesbuddiesbuddies at gmail.com. We have gotten so many emails from you with suggestions for suicides to talk about or sharing your experiences with sadness and depression and suicidal thoughts. And, and uh, it's all so wonderful. Thank you so much. And so, yeah, we'll be back in just a second to read some of those. Boy, boy, boy. <laughs> Doesn't matter what they say, cause I'm gonna get my way. If I don't wanna go. Monday, 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 Monday madness. It's Monday. I've got a case of the Mondays. Monday what, madness. What day is it? <laughs> Fun day. I have a new thing on Twitter, by the way. Have you noticed? I decided. Yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Did you? Yeah, I know. I'm remembering what you're doing. I hate Twitter okay. so much. Okay. I think it is bad for us. Well, I'll come I with it, it now. truly okay. destroying us. I'll blow up a Starbucks. I'm yeah. hearing you. Okay. Thank you. And so I was going to delete it, and then I was like, no, but I'll still have to promote shit every now and then. <laughs> so I'm just going to, every time I remember, every what day or two or whenever I remember, I'm just going to tweet, what day is it? <laughs> That's it. 
Because yeah. fuck Twitter. <laughs> fuck Twitter. I mean, Megan Amram uh, set a nice precedent with every day <laughs> tweeting. Today, today is the day that Trump finally became president. <laughs> Trump has truly she's so become funny. president. God, she's so funny. Dude. Exactly. Twitter is a nightmare. On, is the best awful. thing on Twitter today mm-hmm. was because it, it sucks, but Notre, Notre Dame, Dom, Notre Dame, Dame. Which is it, Dom or Dame? I, it's Dom, but it also it's Dame. It's fine. You know what I mean? Like it's. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry to gender your Notre. <laughs> no, dude. Is it Notre like, Dame? Well, I. <laughs> yeah, it's, I think that it's okay. Well, it's it, a building. Shit's on fire. That's yeah. what it is. Motherfucker. Is it far or fire? <laughs> <laughs> but even, on fire. But even dumber than me was the president being like, oh, oh they should really put helicopters with water. I guess pour the water on the fire that we've been given that that our stupid ass president has a fucking Twitter account. I kept I kept saying, be like somebody translate this into yeah. French. We need to be quick about this. Unbelievable. Needs to reach oh, the French. All is important information. Well, that's the thing, dude. You're also really, really. I don't know if you feel this way, but you're so good at Twitter. You're so like there's a there are <laughs> a rare the most embarrassing thing. I don't think it? so, man. I don't no. think so. I I think that any time if you're funny in a medium, that's like really impressive. It's hard to be funny and. uh Twitter's just so hard to to <laughs> speak about current events and be funny. Most people that are they're writing jokes about current events, it's just them soapboxing and it hurts. It is pretty funny to be like, <laughs> he's the Mark Twain of Snapchat. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Like, no, I, you're right. No, you know what? Yeah. Fuck you. You're right. <laughs> I was wrong. No, I, I hate it. There's something kind of interesting there, maybe. You're really good at it. Aparna's super fucking good at it. And a few other people. But Whoa, dude. Mostly... Why do you got to bring her up? <laughs> <laughs> way sorry, to, dude. Way to cuck me so Oh, yeah. Sorry, dude. I, for- <laughs> I forgot I'm not supposed to bring up your ex. My Aparna. <laughs> the way that I think of Aparna. Hampton's ex. <laughs> yeah, not yeah. wildly <laughs> successful comedian. <laughs> yeah. My ex. Uh, yeah, shit. dude. Um, You're guys, both funny. Sorry, dude. You can't see this on the <laughs> podcast, but uh, I've been thinking about this all day. I've been wearing sweatpants a lot. You have been, but the kind that have like uh, they're like cinched at the bottom, so it's like they're fashion. fashionable. They're <laughs> yeah. fashionable sweatpants. I got totally. a bunch, and I can't stop wearing them. And but here's the, the thing: the best thing that ever happened to us was Drake wanting to relax. <laughs> here's the thing: Drake, I I'm mad at him wearing sweatpants. I think if you don't have depression and you wear sweatpants, you're appropriating our culture. Oh man, and my my culture is not your prom dress. Don't do that. I if you I, if you're not really legit sad, get those the fuck off your legs. Yeah, dude, <laughs> I am. I, I am not at all made uncomfortable by this riff. <laughs> <laughs> all I'm asking is for them to take them off. I'm not asking them to totally. go to jail, which is what you're suggesting. <laughs> Wait, All no, I'm asking you is either. to let me be reductive about <laughs> cultural appropriation. <laughs> well, depression certainly is a culture. Yeah, it is. Well, it is for me. <laughs> you know what I mean? Hell yeah. Yeah, dude. Dude, what, you know, I saw Kanye eating hot and spicy Cheez-Its on a couch, and I was like... Get out of here. <laughs> hey, get out of here, buddy. Get the fuck out of here, man. You've got a wife oh, and kids. Oh, yeah. Your wife's got a big butt. You're happy. <laughs> oh, you downloaded an emulator? I mean, fuck you. <laughs> How dare you take that from yeah, me? Yeah, you don't, you're not I, the one who has for that. over a thousand NES ROMs. I am. Because I'm sad. 
Yeah, fuck rap. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Main takeaway. <laughs> that's what you were saying. After no, I we, heard you. After we had to cut because the leaf blower guy was in the background. No, we didn't. I think this is a really strong opinion to come back on. Is fuck rap. <laughs> That's what you were saying. You were like, fuck Drake, because yeah. he took my clothes uh-huh. out of my room. I don't get it. <laughs> hey, pick up a guitar. Let's get this going. Yeah, exactly, Where's man. your band? <laughs> <laughs> this is why I didn't like Kurt Cobain, because he wore ripped clothes, and it's like, what, I'm poor. <laughs> when I'm poor. Well, I'm the one that's poor. You're not poor. You're a rock star. You should wear clothes that fit and are clean. Yeah. Thank God we never got to the Vegas years of Cobain where he was wearing like a oh bedazzled, you know, like plaid jumpsuit. Yeah, totally. Load up on goons <laughs> and bring some burgers and bacon. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, man. Fat Cobain. Uh, uh, seems like everybody in the Mirage tonight perhaps smells like teen spirit. <laughs> Are you depressed tonight? Are you depressed? Man, Elvis, what a piece of shit. I love that Kurt Cobain was an Elvis impersonator in that. In that I don't know. Scenario. I think like the guy he never got to the truly sad years. Yeah, no, totally. Um, I mean, not that they're the, the same. The hits in Vegas, the Vegas Nirvana, live in Vegas. Yeah. You've heard about the act. Now they have a residency at the Mirage Nirvana live. Watch it with your great grandparents. I know. <laughs> um, also featuring the new Britney Spears slot machine. <laughs> it's just Britney Spears. Play some Come on. slots and then go into the ballroom and get very ape with Nirvana. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, play rape me. Play rape me, damn it. God. I'm drunk in Vegas. Play rape me. Uh, that guy should be in charge. That fake character <laughs> that you fake just character. created. <laughs> he, he sounds like he's confident. He's in power. It is, man, if you were to meet someone nowadays who still like really love that song. <laughs> uh, well, I can't say enough about the fans of our podcast. Uh, truly depressed people and you know guys we're never gonna become vegas acts we're never gonna take this dude you know on the road picturing that is so (laughs) funny we get so huge that we just are only in vegas um everyone's like throwing nooses at the stage and shit (laughs) <laughs> Ooh, Suicide Buddies Ooh. live at Bally's. Ooh, a, a satin noose. Ooh, thank you, ma'am. Oh, a satin noose. <laughs> wow. Oh, thank, you, thank you very much. <laughs> it's like a nine-year-old woman. It's nine-year-old woman. Hello, boys. <laughs> Get away from me, old lady. Uh, Wednesday night, it's Suicide Buddies. Thursday night, Chippendales. <laughs> <laughs> That always oh, makes man. me feel good when I'm playing a comedy club and next weekend is the Thunder Down Under. Dude, totally. The Australian male review. Oh, absolutely. Dude, they kill. <laughs> yeah, people like them. They close on dicks. Yeah. They also open and, on and dicks. They open on dicks. <laughs> yeah. And the middle is also dicks. The mid of the act is them just really showing you the pee hole. Have you seen Julian McCullough's <laughs> bit about Thunder from Down Under? No. It's incredible. Julian McCullough, great mutual he's, friend, stand-up comic. He's like the most fun to watch do stand-up, yeah. dude. Like, he's just... I mean, he's such a funny dude, and he's, like, incredibly creative also. But then, like, as far... Just, like, basic craft-wise, not even basic, but... 
the craft of stand-up. He's like the fucking best at it, dude. It's like incredible. And we watch him do this bit. The whole bit is about how hot they are and how the whole time he's like, I picked my favorite. <laughs> <laughs> and then he talks about, well, I've never seen Thunder from Down Under, but apparently at one time the guy that he thought was the hottest came out in a shower and just showered on stage. <laughs> <laughs> it's my favorite stand-up that's bit. like andy kaufman you know? like, <laughs> yeah that's what i'm saying like, i mean if you're hot i want to see these hot dudes do their yeah, hot like thing like if eddie pepitone mm-hmm. walked into the middle of the stage and started showering people would call it the most avant-garde theater that's ever happened eddie let's get eddie on the phone because i feel like eddie needs to my, do this i don't think my phone can handle that decibel range <laughs> it'll Dude, explode the first time I ever booked Eddie on something, he gave me his number and asked me to call him. And uh, he like called me back. I called him and then he called me back a few days later and he literally goes, hello, David, this is Eddie. Uh, oh, no, wait. Hello, David. I don't mean to drop names, but this is Eddie Pepitone. <laughs> <laughs> um, so let's call him. Let's give him. Let's give him a ring. Let's get him on them. Just kidding. We're gonna read your emails, not some <laughs> old man's. If we're gonna reach out to people, we want to reach out to the fans, the people who have been writing us uh, very consistently through all. Manner oh, of totally. Ways. Twitter, Facebook, the Patreon, and also our email, buddies, buddies, buddies at Gmail. Uh, thank you so much, guys, for writing us suggestions and like just what's going on with your lives. Like, oh yeah, and it's funny. Like, actually. I would love to kick it off reading something, if mm-hmm. you don't mind, Hampton. I uh, there's the a lot of you have like um, made stuff for us, written stuff, <laughs> and sent it to us, and we do our best to share that and shout it out as much as we can. But I realized in looking through today that we definitely missed at least one. And first of all, I'm sorry Oops, about that. They're dead now. Yeah. <laughs> Yikes. Oops. Thought I was on top of it. What a goof. Um, I okay. So I'm gonna read this guy's email. You didn't say whether or not I could say your name, so I'm not going to say your name, um, just in case. But, uh, yeah, okay, here's the email. He says, Dear Suicide Buddies, Hey, dudes, first of all, thanks for doing what you do. I spend a lot of time working by myself, and your show is one of a few that really keeps my mood light in a really interesting way. It's a huge relief to have a forum where mental illness is humanized and humor is used for what it does best. I've dealt with anxiety and depression for most of my life, And every once in a while, when shit gets bad, I turn to writing when I get swept up in the spiral. Today is the first Christmas I've ever spent alone. Oh, man. Been there. Yeah, for real, dude. That's a rough first Christmas. (laughs) Man, shout out Jewish people. I know that's rough every day, every every year. Sorry, guys. Super super sorry. (laughs) Super sorry, 75% of the world, but (laughs) you guys are missing out on Christmas. Yeah. (laughs) Christmas is better. Yeah, because of the Ooh, tree. Oh, he's up on the roof. And <laughs> yeah, he's got oh, the he's presents. gonna break into my house. He's gonna eat my cookies. <laughs> Tell you what, keep the presents. Get the fuck away from my. He's cookies. gonna kiss my mom, and he's gonna and his reindeer are gonna, gonna kill my grandma. <laughs> and uh, I love like the a, music. A, is what I like about Christmas. Oh, I love the music. They're all terrifying. All the tracks are terrifying. I saw mommy kissing Santa Claus, and then I saw his reindeer kill my fucking grandma, and I fucking don't like this guy. He's my mom's cheating on my dad now. My grandma's dead, and I got coal because I was a bad kid. Well, you know I was a bad kid. Maybe you fucked my mom, huh? You fucking piece of shit. God damn. Dear O'Reilly Factor, please read this on air. (laughs) Santa is a piece of shit. Are we live on this? Santa is a piece of shit. Santa needs to take uh, more supplements. No, but I hear you. Uh, I mean, especially if you're used to a common tradition and now it's gone. I mean, yeah. that's never fun. 
Uh, today is the first Christmas I've ever spent alone. My work schedule kept me from visiting family, and a recent breakup basically meant I don't have anywhere in particular to be. Parentheses, don't worry, I'm good. But I ended up writing a sonnet about what was going through my mind, and I thought you guys might relate. I hope you dig it. Happy holidays. Sonnet the Hedgehog. Oh, God. Cool. That's the <laughs> most badass Shakespeare character of them all, dude. <laughs> sonnet the Hedgehog. <laughs> He's, you know, he'd write iambic pentameter about chili dogs and, you know, tugging on Robotnik's whiskers. (laughs) (laughs) It's not a good joke, but I'll defend it to the death. No, it's funny. It's it's especially funny when we're like about to read this guy's like pouring his fucking heart out, and hey, you're like Sean at the Hedgehog. I will, I will LOL. In college, I got into writing poetry, and it was the most embarrassing thing of my life to read a sonnet that we all had to write. We all had to write a sonnet, and it was like, man, this is brutal. In poetry class, yeah, dude, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Read it out that. in front of everybody. It's like college. Like, please stop this. Uh, okay. Well, now that you've said that, I'm going to read this poem. <laughs> My wealth of truths and righteous heft sinks feather-like and light and left. As accolades upon my chest bear none against this grievous debt. With laurels crowned and finery blessed, I drift adorned in Sunday best. This life is full, yet I am cleft. No thing twixt me and grievous debt. From neath this ledger I fail to rest with human shields and petty thefts. These two eyes sunk, this heart bereft, I lie here drowned in grievous debt. Each pocket turned, not one cent left. Not one twixt me and grievous debt. Um, that's incubus. (laughs) 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 Fuck. That was good. That was really good. It was really good, man. Yeah, I do remember reading that uh, and being like, wow, actually impressive. Yeah, thank you. You usually hear a poem and you get a little bummed. I mean, it is a bummer. It's not a happy poem. (laughs) I swear to God, I think that's how most people also feel about stand-up comedy. Like that it makes you people, sad? No, most people don't even want to watch stand-up comedy. And you're like, here, watch some stand-up comedy. They're like, uh, no, thanks. Like, <laughs> no. <laughs> like, I'm really? Sure, yeah, it's, it is funny. It's like, it's popular, but to a lot of people, they're just like, no, I find it kind of like shrill and annoying, and I'd prefer not to. Wow. <laughs> and people feel this way about poetry, you're saying, too? Yeah. <laughs> Any artistic thing. I mean, like, really. Yeah. No, but you're right. I guess you're right. You stand up. I mean, the smallest minority one is music because most people like music. But every now and then right. you do meet somebody who goes, I don't like music. My friend Kevin's like that. Don't it's crazy. have any interest in it. You're like, I can't understand that. I guess you're right. Poetry and stand up are like the most niche, just it's very entire. Niche also. In, entire mediums. Yeah. Because <laughs> yeah. uh, I'd say stand up and poetry is a lot of like, I have to at least kind of like this person or want right. to like them or there's something. You have to engage the audience very directly. And it's, I mean, I don't know if you're doing needy. live poetry reading for sure. I, yeah, it's funny. I, I guess you're right. Because I could just read Emily Dickinson. She never had to go on the road with it. Yeah. <laughs> which, I, which I think is maybe fair. But I mean, poetry I my, prefer to read, I guess. You know what I mean? My friend, uh, yeah, I hadn't thought about it that way in a long time because I actually really, really, I have like a lot, I have a very high opinion of poetry nowadays, mm-hmm. uh, especially live performance poetry. But I, I forget that that's for a very specific reason. When I was young in stand-up, Someone who ran a bunch of literature shows found me and liked me and started booking me on their shit. And then I, through them, met some performance poets that were amazing. Yeah. And up until that point, 
my opinion of performance poetry was that it was the worst thing that could ever happen to me right seeing it and i think i even brought this guy up last episode or maybe it was on the bonus my friend jeremy radin r-a-d-i-n honestly like i just want to shout him out please look him up he has two books that you can get the most recent one is from a publishing company called not a cult uh jeremy radin <laughs> r-a-d-i-n and his shit is just incredible go see him live please he tours as a performance poet. It really like changed how I felt about performance poetry. But I remember when I brought him up last episode, you were like, um, <laughs> but it's not slam, right? <laughs> and the funny thing is that I think a lot of people think of performance poetry as slam poetry, but there's like a big scene in LA of mm -hmm. great poetry. It Really, it's great. I would like it if it slammed a little bit more. It doesn't slam, dude. I'm sorry. Slam poetry is like the UFC of poetry. You take those it words slams. and bring them to the fucking mat. Dude. Fucking slams, dude. <laughs> slam, 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 slam. Um, yeah, look up Jeremy Radin, and I don't know, just go to poetry shows. And yeah, I, so you're right. I know, even I disrespected it for a while, but I love it. Whenever I come across it, I, I honestly yeah. do really like it. Thank God you're, you know, old enough now to actually have an appreciation. Totally. Uh, here's one that uh, we got written. Uh, I'll see if they say we can say their name, uh, but I don't know. They maybe mention that at the end. Hey, guys. So in June of last year, I found the pod through Dave's episode of The Todd Glass Show. Shout nice, out, Dave. dude. As a huge fan of Terrified, I immediately started binging the available episodes because I missed Dave's unique perspective on depression and suicidal ideation. Hampton, I gotta thank you for picking this email. <laughs> Hampton, I'm gonna stop you right there. This man's a genius. This guy is great. <laughs> this guy's tuned in. Uh, if he wrote a poem, I think we should read it. <laughs> if I could get closer shots of Dave's crotch and the uh, bulge specifically. Stop it, stop it, stop right. it. He goes, uh, at the time, my wife and I were living in a single bedroom <sighs> <Wife>. apartment. <laughs> Wives. God. Good. Take her, please. I don't get it. You mentioned a wife, but am I supposed to take her, please? <laughs> I, I don't was, know any other way. Honestly, I was hoping he'd be single. <laughs> at the time, my wife and I were living in a single bedroom apartment facing a bus depot and train tracks. Cool. Wow, weird. Dude, sounds like renegade. That's such like stereotypical shitty life yeah. stuff. I was working a <laughs> tough shit retail job and drinking so much that vomiting was becoming part of my morning routine. Whoa. Bin bear. Today, we own our own home. Oh, nice, dude. It's a treehouse. Sounds like you just had a montage. <laughs> I know. Way to jump cut, dude. <laughs> How'd you do it? Now I'm 90. Um, I'm working in a lab manufacturing job that I love with practically zero stress. That's cool. awesome. That's really good. I mean, honestly, if your job just sucks, man, that's, that's almost all of you can think of yeah totally <laughs> the commute to your shitty job the commute back what am i you, gonna do in the lunch break of my shitty job now he was saying like he hated his job and he hated where he lived mm -hmm. so you like sucks at work and you know you're going home <laughs> to just feel like shit again fuck uh, my wife has been promoted and her job uh is much more stressful but i have the time and resources to help lift us up as a couple and balance things out it feels uh, good to be here cool 
Suicide Buddies has been with me every week since then. I can't thank you enough for all of the light you've spilled into my life by understanding how fucking dark and lonely it can be on paths like these. Uh, guys, if you're going to write us, please but no, watch the language. Yeah, no I mean, profanity. Watch your fucking mouths, you fucking Also, could you fast forward to the part where he talks about me again? <laughs> all right, yeah, cutting, cutting down uh, Dave's teeth. Blah, 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 uh, blah. Way too round. Maybe you could sharpen them. <laughs> <laughs> Says he just wants you to look like a street shark. I don't get it, but... Um, Things do get better, and hope can be found in the most unexpected places. Thank you both for sharing your pain, your frustration, and your confusion in coping with life and depression. I truly love and appreciate everything you've done. James well, Colton. You know where I find hope? Obama posters. <laughs> <laughs> hope, more like nope. Yeah. Dude, you know, I was the and first we one to say that. Dopes. I was. I was the one who came up with nope instead of hope. I basically vote with an obey sticker. I just put it on the, yeah, the voting totally. ballot. I put a big <laughs> obey, dude. You get yeah. it. <laughs> I made one that was super fucking, dude, uh, super incendiary. It was, a, it was a picture of Obama with a dirty face, and it said soap. <laughs> <laughs> and that I really feel, felt like I got it. Racist. Oh, yeah? Why? Soap. Wow, man. His personal hygiene you're going to call into? Well, because his politics are so dirty. <laughs> and he used, he used all those dirty tactics to get elected. That was and that's always, why I said soap. That was always my favorite thing when Bush was president, <laughs> to just take the dumbest stance ever. And it was like, like people would really raise important facts like happening. Like he was against gay marriage at the time and like we were invading two countries yeah. and I'd always be like, yeah, plus he's fat. Guy, mm-hmm. do some fucking push-ups. Mm-hmm. Jesus Christ. Absolutely. <laughs> like, it's just like to try and like rag on him for like that. But now it's like with Trump, that's actually literally what liberal people are doing. And I'm always like, just, I was joking. Just yeah, stop, yeah, yeah. Don't yeah. Do Please that. stop that's, making that's, this a real argument. That's like a joke thing you should be saying. The, no, the Notre Dame Cathedral is on fire today. <laughs> and he tweeted use water you should probably put water on it mm-hmm. one time I was in my office and I was working really late at night trying to read the McDonald's menu and I spilled a candle and the, the fire started happening and then I started screaming and my aunt, my arms knocked over a bucket of water and the water made the fire go night night and the water was asleep the water made the fire go asleep so maybe France could make the water on, on top of the fire and make the fire go night night. My favorite thing about this scenario is that he had a bucket of water in there for bucket, some reason. Well, <laughs> just next to his McDonald's menu. Oops, <laughs> and a candle. But the power's candle. out. <laughs> the power's out, and he's reading McDonald's menu next to his bucket of water that he drinks out of. They just lay it out for him every morning. It's the same thing. There's always a bucket of water. There's a candle next to his shit pot. <laughs> Got him. <laughs> now he's gotten. Yeah, dude. Next to his yeah. potty fucking shit. That, I mean, this is fucking something garbage bag. We've talked man. about, and people often are like, "Hey, guys, lay off the politics." But I just want to say, <laughs> if we're running a mental health podcast, at some point we do need to raise up the point that our president probably has a mental illness. Absolutely. And he literally thinks he's so smart that he's the smartest person to suggest, "Hey, we should put water on a fire." Yeah. Why has no one thought of this? Dude. I'm clearly the only person who's running shit. <laughs> like, that's a level of fucking narcissism that's you know, out of control, man. Dude. If anyone you know talks like that, like, if you brought up to your mom, you're like, hey, Notre Dame's on fire. And she's like, well, you know what they should do? Helicopters, mm-hmm. uh, sprinkle water on top of it. You'd be like, oh, fuck, I have to drop her off at, like, the nursing home now. Like, I guess mom's got a new life <laughs> being taken care of every day because she's clearly senile. <laughs> right. I mean, it's just like, yes. Yeah. 
<laughs> I mean, it's an unbelievable. Oh. I, there's not even. Yeah, it's an unbelievable thing to tweet. It's unbelievable. I, I don't know if anyone's mm. thought about this, but uh, the helicopters, the woo woo woo, the, the flip 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 machines, they go up in the sky and they go psh with the water, they go psh, and then the fire goes ah. It's lit, no. dude. <laughs> okay, tweet this right now. Everybody, tweet this right now. Uh, Notre Dame's on fire. Sounds like we need some firefighting Irish. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. I feel like that's an even better solution. Quasi-mo fire, quasi-mo <laughs> problems. <laughs> Shut up! No! Yeah, there you go. <laughs> what if you tweeted that? Quasi-mo fire, quasi-mo problems. <laughs> then I'd be like, he's a fucking genius again. This guy's playing 4D chess. Even if he literally just wrote mo fire, mo problems. Mo fire, mo problems. You know what firefighters so say. awful. It's so mo, insensitive and awful. Mo fire, mo problems. Mo fire, mo problems. Uh, wow. Uh, um, okay. We just immediately sure. started riffing and being stupid. So I just want to say real quick. Um, Sorry. About the last email. Uh, first of all. Thank you for all the nice things you said. Yeah, uh, about Dave specifically. About specifically me. Yeah. None about and how me, great I am. I yeah, yeah. <laughs> I like. That I, I love the Hampton Reddit. <laughs> <laughs> it was like a, a dream coming true. <laughs> I'll be by later tonight to read it to you while I fall asleep. Great, that sounds great. And Dave was also the perfect star child, and he was raised <laughs> on a cloud. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm all snug the little prince. Like, You're the little prince. I'm like, mm, 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 mm. um, okay, thank you, Hampton. He had, to, he had to go to candy jail for being guilty of too many kisses. <laughs> but seriously, Dave's kind of a monster. Just get to know him for like one one minute. One minute. You just see. One. <laughs> yeah, it's true. I'm. I'm really bad. What a bad dude. Oh man. Also, um, that's such a that's a really that was a really cool email. It's really cool to hear about like because obviously like feeling badly is in the eye of the beholder. So so often I think like being trapped in a situation that like amplifies yeah. your depression, you it's like based on what you want, right? Mm -hmm. And it's just cool to you. What, basically, what you wrote was my situation made me feel bad. Yeah. <laughs> and I've struggled with this. So I changed, I worked on changing it and it changed and it worked and I feel better. And that's like the goal. Yeah. <laughs> it's I amazing. Mean, I don't know. Yeah. If like, you know, if, you know, your depression was purely circumstantial. But what is impressive is, you know, when people are going through that rough time to actually work through it you know, to the other side, because you could very easily, I guess, just stay in that situation and kind of further make that truth you're telling yourself that it's not working, it's not good, and, you know, like, it's only going to get worse. Yeah. You just make that truth keep happening over and over again, you know? Yeah. And it's not like, uh, oh, my situation's changed for the better now, everything's fine, but it is good to see somebody just work through that to the other side, because it's so easy to, like, just let things get worse and worse. Yeah. You totally. know, I don't know. I I think myself in the back of my head, I always kind of believe almost like this fairy tale, like oh things are going to work out, and I right, and until it suddenly isn't. Yeah, 
and I really have to like. And then you're you're all covered in LBs out of nowhere. <laughs> it's a fairy tale of like depression almost. <laughs> yeah. Where it's just like, you know, my situation sucks, everything sucks, but you know, maybe I'll win the lottery or like, right? You know, someone will but one day me a job. <laughs> Anna Nicole Smith will want to marry me. <laughs> Playboy Playmate here, Victoria Silstead. <laughs> No, no, totally. I know exactly what you mean that like, sure, everything sucks now, but like, yeah, like there's nothing I can do until one day it's just better. Yeah. Like that's how it feels. I think taking your mental health into like, you know, taking conscious decision. Yeah. Yeah. Initiative and working through that to make your um, situation better is the healthiest way to go about. I think most of Hampton's helpful hints can be boiled down to take initiative, drink water. No one's going to drink water for you. Also, uh, if you're going to write us, just put Dave in the email. That's a helpful hint. <laughs> no, right? <laughs> Dave has a massive ego, so you will get your email read if it's about Dave. <laughs> Do you um, have uh, one more? Oh, dude. <laughs> Fun <Fine>. more? <clears throat> uh, By the way, I didn't, I didn't mean what I said Sorry. earlier about wearing sweatpants. If you, if you want to wear sweatpants and you don't have depression... I guess maybe someday we could be friends. Oh, wow. So you're a liar. Unfortunately so. <laughs> it seems so. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. Yes, I am. Yes. It would appear so. Uh, I will be leaving my position here at Suicide Buddies. <laughs> <laughs> Aristotle, uh, uh, if you could escort me out. Wow. Um, yeah, so we have a position to fill. Uh, uh, we'll be I, taking packets. <laughs> I, d- I did lie on the podcast once. <laughs> uh, all right, this email, once again, I'm not sure if she wants us to say her name or not. I also think it's probably not a big deal where we to say their name, but I just think, you know. Yeah, I thought that on the last one where I was like, well, there's a million people with that name, so. Yeah, but then it's just, I don't know, mental health shit. You never know if someone doesn't want to be have their identity revealed or something. I don't know. Um, Who is the mass depressive? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's a contest. Yeah. Uh, okay, this email is from Hillary Rodham C. Oh, uh, no. Hillary? <laughs> <laughs> Hillary fucking emailed yeah, us? Yeah, dude, yeah. This, okay, it's from Hillary uh, Clinton? Weird. For, first off, respond to her. I hope you get the electric chair. <laughs> <laughs> How dare you run for president? I hope you get the electric chair. <laughs> For having email. Piece oh my of God, shit. I know. Dude, I know. All right. <laughs> Sorry, this is huge, but feel free to like totally TLDR this. I just have to vent, and whether or not it's heard, I know you folks would understand. What does TLDR mean? Too long, didn't read. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, I wonder if she even wants us to read this then <laughs> on the thing. Well, okay. I just they bury a message in yeah. the middle of it. <laughs> Please don't read this. Okay, TLDR. Here we go. Fuck yeah. you. Fuck you. Fuck you. Fuck Get you. Fuck you. Fuck you. Wow, there's a lot of this. Okay. Uh, she says, I just turned 30 and as a single woman with no family of my own and a sick dad and nothing to show for all the earnest support and resources that he and all my family have poured into me. I mean, obviously, I've been depressed for probably decades and anxious for certainly that long. I've said to more than one person that I'm starting to see the appeal of alcoholism. And while I say it as a joke, I think you get what I mean by I'm just saying it that way. Hmm. I'm pretty surprised that this year has been the first I've objectively thought of suicide as a viable option. Wow. Wow. Past 10 years have seen the most effort of trying a lot of medications that don't really do much. And I've recently gotten into therapy again. 
Fourth time's a charm, hopefully. But that's only really helped me when I'm already in an okay place and ready to listen. It's a placebo. It only works when you believe in it. And I just don't think about it. I I think so. So she's saying, yeah? Yeah. Mm. And maybe medications, too? Got it. Yesterday was my third session with this new therapist who I like, but the process itself is super not helping right now. Mm. It's been two days straight of tense work days and evenings just fucking crying it out. I wouldn't say it's helping, but it's what I'm living with. Just every second feeling like a consistent waste of time and God how much I've missed and how many things I'll never have. Truly why would I want to do another eight years of this, let alone decades? I guess she's talking about therapy. Yeah, eight years? I don't know. Uh, And as I'm a goddamn dingus, I don't see how I can change. Like, I listen to five daily news podcasts. That's just the daily ones. Who does that? <laughs> That's its own special kind of depression, yet here we are. You got hobbies. <laughs> what the fuck ever, I guess. Pile mm. it on at this point. Mm. It's, I, okay, we're kind of on a roll reading this, but I do want to say really quick about that. Um, I, I have a lot of those things where it's like, who does this? I'm a piece of shit. And it's just like, you do it. It's great. It's fine. <laughs> it's what you do. Well, I mean, it's <laughs> just unfair to like, you know, bully yourself totally. on something that is like, you know, everyone's guilty of, you know, it's a really, of, of bullshit, right? Everyone does shit that they wish they weren't doing or is a waste of time. Lord knows, like literally throughout your day, everyone. I forget who said this to me. I think it was, it's well, a few people have said this throughout my life, but recently I think it was Zach Toscani, hmm. who's a friend of ours, who's a funny comic in LA. Good guy. And he, I was like, I think it was him. I'm not entirely sure. I think it was him. I, uh, but someone in my life said recently, I was like shitting on myself. I was like, I do this and yeah, fuck yeah. me and blah and whatever. And he said, hey, man, don't talk about my friend Dave like that. Oh, I say that too. It's to the yeah. coolest thing to say. And it's because it's true. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It makes it's like. Like you wouldn't allow somebody to actually talk yeah, about your friend Dave absolutely. like that. I almost cried. No, I've, I've, I've said that too. <laughs> and it's something that it's like, I don't, I think what really got me to, bullying myself it started locking in around high school of kind of like i deserve to be kind of um bullied about the things i'm fucking up yeah which is is more just like again creating these sort of self-fulfilling prophecies it's like yeah of course i'm an idiot i tell myself i'm an idiot all the time yeah for all the idiot things i do yeah and it's like wait if the conversation with yourself has just been like the word idiot 10 times like where was any other opinion there it was right. just you yelling at yourself you know like how did that make it better you know and where does the idea of a mistake come in to the equation if you just castigate yourself for having done something wrong you yeah. know the funny are thing you, is mistakes are great they actually do you're gonna fuck you up to change things yeah you know and it's i i want to say also with this i do recognize that that's um, you know, like say when I when I started uh, therapy, my therapist was like, "Your uh, your self ego is like subterranean. You've been telling yourself that you hate yourself about these things for years and years and years, and you have you're gonna have to like break that process, and that's gonna take a long time. Yeah, because right. you're starting from a, a there's no growth, there's no self worth. Right, you're not at a level. You're at the lowest possible place. Yeah. So now you uh, uh, you know and. So now you're going to have to build up all this regular self-esteem that most people get, like, say, when they're a child of, yeah. like, self-worth and confidence. And then you start to lose that as you approach adulthood and you're making mistakes and stuff like that, depending if, like, maybe you're getting negative reinforcement, you know, from your friends and family, you know, telling you or, you know. Yeah. Condescending or, you know, having complaints about you. And then you allow that to just go, they're right. And I, I am an idiot. 
Yeah. You know? Right. Somebody told me I was an idiot about one thing one time, and then I decided to be like, I guess I'm just forever a fucking asshole, you know, <laughs> with that. Right. Yeah. Well, I mean... And it's it just takes so long to get away from that, is all I'm saying, you know? You know what's really funny, dude, is it like uh, on that exact note, I've been thinking about that kind of a lot, that phenomenon a lot recently, because I... I mean, I've said on the podcast a bunch, like I dipped down in depression and I have recently actually pretty badly, but, but in general, I feel better than ever. Like my baseline is higher than it's ever been. Mm. And uh, it's funny, like I am learning that I'm actually like, and I think that I'm, I was the last person to learn this because I've heard you say some things and some other people that I've talked to women I've dated and shit. Like I'm like, pretty confident in myself now and i'm also sort of realizing that i'm kind of alpha and i like wasn't sure and i and it's fine either way i don't identify that way Mm -hmm. i identify as very submissive and beta and like not in charge and not in control and not with any power and it's like uh he's or from not both worlds wanting it yeah he's so. the day walker part beta part alpha he's a he's a cuck masculine <laughs> he's a cuck who'll fuck your wife <laughs> i'm a i'm a oh all uh, of our strengths none of our weaknesses they call me metro jethro <laughs> Oh my god! Who's that comic? What's I forget the, his what's name. That fucking dude's name. John Reap is John Reap. Is it's it John Reap. Reap. No, yeah. it's someone else, but maybe I don't it's know. It's not John Reap. But no, he's I the guy who's like, guy. yeah, I'm soft, but I'm a redneck. Yeah, maybe it is John Reap. Fuck, I think it is John Reap. Um, uh, god, that's so funny. <laughs> but like, Nigeria. it's like a new feeling, and so like I'm. Things are coming later to me, is what I'm saying. So like. I'm 36 now and I'm now like feeling confident and I feel like <laughs> I know time. how to uh, talk to people and I like want, and I am kind of like domineering in conversation without even really But that's knowing good it. growth sometimes. But that's my point. Yeah. It's like, yeah. whereas you were saying like some people are uh, like people who are alpha who were aren't born with aren't depressed Mm -hmm. just like had self-esteem and just have been that and so Mm -hmm. they've been having those kinds of relationships and being that person in relationships and knowing that for a long time yeah and uh and i have been sort of beating myself up for not being myself Mm -hmm. until now and it's like well no but you got to work through this shit man life is fucking hard is my point and the funny thing is it really is like it's oddly down to yourself right to kind of like break the the bullying basically because if you think about it uh i've been bullied and been a bully in the past like in real life right right? and what i get about that behavior is the appeal of picking on somebody and it's like almost like a little it's comforting and it feels good feels good to be a little mean sometimes because you're winning that's why Yeah, i'm not saying it's good and you feel bad and you want to win and it's safe to go back to that you know so you're kind Mm -hmm. of like getting something out of it but what you're getting is the same thing that a bully does when he's like picking on a nerd right or whatever and you probably then do a cutscene, go to that bully's life and oh i bet his life sucks right Yeah, you're just both in this situation you, you just have to realize that it's it's flawed from the get-go to approach it that way. You know, you'd have to take a positive outlook. Yeah. In the same way you go, well, if somebody truly is like, you know, dumb or whatever, disenfranchised, they don't know what to do, would you want to go over and yell at them and call them an idiot? Or do you want to like help them get through this? Yeah. You know, and the problem is, is it's going to be all you. 
You yeah. have to be that person because there will be negative people. And I know that's sometimes simplistic to say negative people, but I just mean like things are going to happen to you in your life and you'll find the most reward if you're the one who's giving yourself self-confidence right. and building that up because that can't be given to you by anyone else. Yeah. You know, and it's true. It's like I'm now older and I'm, you know, I used to shake on stage. When, yeah. You know, it's like literally that kind of Me too. Uh, physical changes in, in confidence to where now it's like, you know, I'm almost a sociopath on stage. <laughs> you know, like I'm so confident. Dude, you know, it's like not the, good. <laughs> literally for me, thinking about confidence and thinking about like, yeah, who I, how I feel about myself now and in the past. Like you said, I also used to shake on stage and cry after sets and shit. <laughs> we were, we're such losers. <laughs> Dude, totally. we are. That's fine. Yeah, it's so funny. Uh, but this is, I like, um, I, I really don't, I still get butterflies and shit, uh, but I, I don't really have a problem asking a girl out that I like anymore or talking about yeah. that. I've done it a bunch of times and I, I can do it pretty much no problem. Your big problem is your glasses always steam up. <laughs> totally. <laughs> yeah. Well, and I keep painting them like my French girls. <laughs> And then I just like I just turn to them and I'm like, "Do you want to go out?" And then my glasses are all steamy. Yeah, totally. Paint me then, like one of your German girls. <laughs> Shitting. <laughs> Put me on a toilet. One of your German girls shitting. <laughs> Holy shit, dude! That's so funny. What the fuck is that? Are you the first person who's ever made that joke? That's incredible. That's, a, that's I like so jokes that funny. The context is so hard oh to establish God. on stage. Okay, guys. <laughs> Remember? <laughs> Paint me like one of your French girls, one cup. <laughs> oh, well, uh, you know what gave me a lot of confidence in life was friendships, yeah. You know, and leaning into uh, creating some sort of network of support and people who you can have a good time with. And Totally, yeah. Well, what I was going to say was I, the, I, I still very much remember the first girl I ever cold assed out on a date oh. and then like i was like i don't know i was late I, with everything compared to at least what like movies about teenagers <laughs> would tell you you know what i mean like that movie kids and i had like had girlfriends before but it was like we organically went god met, yeah yeah and i like would be like do you want to be my girl i guess we're boyfriend girlfriend type yeah of thing. totally i was told by your friend mm -hmm. apparently we're dating that sort of thing. <laughs> you know yeah. that fifth grade type yeah. of thing so when i was 22 when I was 22. I lived in Fresno as a DJ at the radio station there, and this girl you had it all. Who I did, man. I owned a I owned a truck. Uh, uh, yeah, I, I had uh, a crossbow, man. I was on top of the world. As, absolutely, I uh, was an arsonist. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's right. I burned Competitive churches. Competitive arson. <laughs> Me and my friend every Sunday we would burn a church. <laughs> I was pagan. Okay, so this uh, is late in life. Yeah, I was 22. And wow. uh, and this girl, like, it was so cute. Like, my exact type, but just kind of, like, bounced up to me and was like, hi. Mm -hmm. And then we just started talking. And kind of, it was at this outdoor festival thing that I was working the tent for the radio station. And she would just come hang out with me, and we would talk. And we kind of hung out all day. And then we went for a walk near the end of the day. And I was like, I have to ask her out. I have to. I have to. I, uh, <laughs> you should have been fucking her by uh, now. Wow. Get your game together. See, now you're the voice that's been in my head all these fucking years. Um, and she was like obviously so into me and so wanted me to ask her out. 
So I was like, hey, we should really, you know, we should hang out sometime. She was like, I would love that. And I was like, what's your number? And she was like, well, and then I reached into my pocket to get my uh, cell phone. And when I pulled my hand out of my pocket, it was shaking so viciously. Like it was shaking so hard that it was like, I'm talking a foot and a half one way, a foot and a half in the other. Like I was like... Dude, I was I was cavitating, dude. I had to do my shake weight exercise real quick. Yeah, just um, got it. It's my steps. And she literally goes, "Uh, okay." Wow. And I was like, "Oh yeah, oh I don't know. <laughs> that happens sometimes. My arm just shakes." And she was like, "Okay." And she gave me her number. And then I, and then I was like, "Fuck, dude." And then a few days went by, and I I called her. And she didn't answer, and I was like, fucking, of course. <laughs> and then, like, a day later, my phone rings, and it was her huh. calling. And I, like, exploded with nerves again. And I was like, I just started panicking. And literally what happened, I was like, I let it ring a few times, and then I, I answered the phone, and I just go, hello? <laughs> <laughs> hi, hi, hello, uh, uh, Dave is here. And she just immediately hung up, and I never heard Holy from her again. Holy shit. And now I'm like D- totally, dodge. not only am I totally calm asking people out and being asked out, I also like, if someone says, actually, I asked a girl, I met a girl the other day at a bar that was a mutual friend and we got along all night and then I asked her out and she was like, I'm not really dating right now. And I was like, oh yeah, no worries. Cool. And we've been texting as friends since. And so I'm like, not only do I not panic, I also don't freak out if you don't like me. Yeah. You know, and I, which now like, like a spider, I wait. <laughs> yeah. I set my traps of yeah. emotional intimacy, like That's little right. nuggets. Here I am my in the friend zone <laughs> waiting <laughs> for you. Get, get in the friend zone. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'm over here in this zone, but one day I'm going to pounce. <laughs> no, like... No, actually, obviously, wow, that's funny. It did so maybe funny. sound like that. No, I, no, no. That's only I, like my evil brain. Right. Like, oh, yeah. But I would never, like, Here's someone says, no, you got to respect that. <laughs> I don't. Also, I feel like if you ask someone out, you can't, you don't know anyone, anything about them. So if they say yeah. no, you should be able to <laughs> not let it ruin your life. As long, because before what was happening was. They, a girl would say no to me and I would be like, no, this validates every negative feeling I have about myself. I was right. I'm garbage. And now I'm like, I'm just a little better about that. One time, um, this happened to me recently where it was just like, it's not for anything important, but it was just like, I never write checks like that often, but I had to write a check for like the most amount of money I've ever had to just write a check for. And literally my hands started shaking. Whoa. And I was like in front of the person like having to do it. And I like, like just fucked it up. I was like, I have to start over. <laughs> I just told him, I was like, I'm sorry. You just, I just doodled over this page because my hand won't stop. And I was explaining, I was like, this is just the most amount of money and I don't know why my brain is being like, That's you've so never funny. had to give this much money to someone at one time. I'm imagine. <laughs> what's really funny too is I'm imagining as you're signing your name, it's just an X. <laughs> Uh, signed Kareem Abdul Jabbar for a billion dollars to the Hitler the guy Youth with Group. The... Oh God! <laughs> Why did I do this? <laughs> what did I Youth do? Group. Wow. <laughs> Kareem, why'd you group. do that? Wow. A billion dollars? Too much. Uh, my favorite band is Hitler Youth Lagoon. <laughs> <laughs> 
Trevor White powers. No, you know what I mean? I don't know what I'll have to do. Wow, to that's get a over very that. specific reference. That if you don't know my those references, <laughs> you think I'm a piece of shit. His name is Trevor Powers. His band is Youth Lagoon. It's fucking tight, dude. Well, Especially the first record is so good, dude. I just don't think I'm ever going to... called self-titled. <laughs> <laughs> He's from Boise, dude. Do you know that? Oh. Boo. <laughs> Boo. Boozy. Boozy. Um, okay, so there's still more of this email left. Um, Tolkien here. To catch you, to remind you, we just went on a big fucking... <laughs> Reading the Tolkien. <laughs> Silmarillion over here. <laughs> Oh, how did wow. Legolas meet his wife? One email to read them all. <laughs> go directly to hell. Do not accept $200. Do not, do not okay. pass go. Do not collect $200. Go straight to hell, dude. Um, to hell, boys. I'm going to go watch Hellboy. I love The Clash. Can't wait. And I can't wait to listen to that Spotify original podcast. Oh, you really? Seen those fucking billboards. They have a podcast about the Clash. That's their first podcast. It's so confusing. It's to their me. first. Oh, it's the Clash's first podcast. <laughs> no, Spotify's first original podcast. Oh, okay. <laughs> I know it seems like a weird allocation of resources, in my opinion. But whatever. how about you guys pay pay me more? How <laughs> <laughs> about you pay artists more than less than a cent? <laughs> fucking vultures. Um. Okay, so she was talking about therapy. Uh, it only works when you believe in it. Uh, and then she was on her third session and then we, we took a break after she was like, uh, I don't see how I can change. I listen to five daily news podcasts. Who does that? Uh, so then she says, for now, I'm trying to throw myself into crafts and writing, which in its own way is a disappointment for lack of progress hmm. and into daydreams of the news radio reboot. I want <laughs> hell yeah, dude. <laughs> You are I my people. So down, I fucking love news radio. Oh, Have we talked about that? Much? Are you a big news radio fan? It's my, one of my favorite all-time sitcoms. It's like news Perfect. radio and Seinfeld are my two fucking favorite podca- uh, podcasts. Yeah, it's I don't funny. know what a podcast is. I was talking with my brother about it because we both grew up like taping news radio and like watching oh, our dude. tapes of news radio and like. The thing we were talking about is like we were kind of shitting on Joe Rogan, and then it was like you know. But the thing is, like he really was the perfect actor in that role. He was amazing. That was like such a fucking perfect. They really, role. yeah, they cast him really. It's funny he was there a are some shithead conspiracy toxic theorist. people in that show, but doing great. Like Andy <laughs> Dick is amazing Andy in Dick's that show. Total monster. Um, but and then of course there's fucking Steven Root. Steven Root, man. And Phil Hartman. The fact that Phil Hartman and Steven Root were on the same show is crazy. Also another monster, Dave Foley. Is he a monster? <laughs> kind of. Really? I didn't know that. Not a monster on the level of Andy Dick who like sexually assaults people and uh, Joe Rogan who invites, you know, Sandy Hook deniers. <laughs> but it's more like, you know, he he wants to fuck. I guess that's oh, it. Sure. If I could have one slamming indictment of a guy is is if like you know anyone's like he's oh trying you're to fuck hot and like kids in the hall well oh boy let me roll up on that <laughs> oh nice nice cool bro <laughs> I don't know uh, I guess you know there for you know yeah there you go <laughs> but no that so. show is really great uh, also did you know one I think it's season four the whole thing is for free on Crackle did you know oh, that is it? yeah every now and then I'll just that's the only reason I have Are Crackle this, is that the John Lovitz here. <laughs> Oh, I forgot. John no, Lovitz because that was after in. Phil Hartman died. Yeah, right? okay. it's yeah. either yeah fourth or fifth. I think or it. I think it's it's one of the Phil Hartman seasons. I'm pretty sure it's the one where like remember the episode where Phil Hartman starts smoking <laughs> in the office, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> or maybe they tell him he can't smoke, and so that's what it is. He has to go. They create a smoking area for him by a window, and oh, whatever. Anyway. <laughs> I'm real. I'm, it was basically the office before the office. It's like perfect sitcom structure. It's so like incredible. it's really incredible. Anyway, go check out News Radio, guys. Um, 
Yeah, and into daydreams of the news radio reboot I want and the podcast my friends are letting me start. I'm lucky that my <laughs> one source of self-esteem is my voice and that my friends have fucking $400 mics in the studio and they don't charge me to use. So, like, I'm trying. Oh. I really fucking am. And it sucks, it sucks, it sucks, everything sucks. Wow. Um, she did say she was venting. So I, I am getting the vibe in, on this that, like, this is all of the most like bottom of the well thoughts that are happening in a more complex situation yeah. than that. Cause I do that like with my roommate, Chris Sharpens here. Sometimes I'll be like, dude, can I just fucking go I, off for yeah, a second, yeah, please? Totally. And then I feel better. I definitely, um, yes. You know, register that. I also think it's interesting, you know, don't, you know, necessarily put pressure on yourself to, you know, put your anxiety into crafts and, you know, uh, creative endeavors. Yeah. Sometimes, you know, because I think there's a pressure that comes along with that. Dude, which especially can our be, culture it, it just now. feel very exacerbated. Yeah, it's like, it's well, weird. Being creative yeah. is like, we talk about it in American culture. Like, it's just the thing you, everyone has yeah. to do it. It's like, oh, you say you want to do a podcast? <laughs> well, where is it? Where's your podcast? Why isn't it successful? Why isn't it really big? Like, Dude, it's just maybe like. Maybe sometimes I just like to talk about how I could do a podcast. And I feel that too, because <laughs> honestly, technology is moving incredibly fast where yeah, it's dude. like. Literally, if you come up with a sketch idea, you could probably film it on your phone within the day. You know, there's a comic that we... Pretty soon, like, a podcast <laughs> is going to be the size of a Skittle. <laughs> they're just getting Dude, smaller. How big will <laughs> Skittles be, though? Dude, they're going to be the size of a fucking steak. Dude. <laughs> That's what's going to be weird. It's going to be pretty big, actually. Okay. <laughs> Dumb follow-up question. Uh-huh. How big will steaks be? <laughs> <laughs> you won't even be able to see them because they're so big. They'll have raised them. Because <laughs> you'll live on it. They'll have raised the stakes. Yeah, you, you know, America is one them. big stake. You ever thought orbit. about that? All the stakes will be in orbit. They'll have raised the stakes up into orbit. Oh, yeah, they raised the stakes. Totally. Yeah, you get it. Yeah. You raise the stakes above your head. Oh, <laughs> uh, man. Yeah, America is one big stake. <laughs> Served in ketchup. Absolutely. <laughs> Served in ketchup. And Missouri is the bone. <laughs> <laughs> Hell yeah, fuck them, dude. Because Kyle Ayers is from there. I'm from Lake Tapawingo. Shut up, Kyle. <laughs> I love Kyle Ayers. We've mentioned at least 17 of our best friends. I know, it's cool. I love Kyle. I don't know so how we're friends with so many people. And yet, all we do is complain about how no one loves us. <laughs> I know. Here's 15 people I could call at the drop of a hat and have a good conversation with. God, yeah. I'm lonely. But I shouldn't call them because I know for a fact that they're out there thinking no one loves them. So why would I ask them to hang out? No, they're silently plotting my fall. Yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah, they're hanging out with everyone else I wish liked me, talking about how I'm garbage. Man, why do you guys all have that meetup? Um, all right. Um, and then she closes by saying, anyway, the moral of this is that while I have a handful of excellent friends who know what they're doing when it comes to my dumb brain, it's not their job to take care of me. I can't put every second of emotional labor on them. Here I am doing it to you, but what I'm really going for is just to let you know that I love having your show on call when I need to be reminded that my aforementioned dumb brain is fucking absurd. Haven't been able to yet, but I hope one day I can laugh at my own depression. Hmm. I just love hearing y'all wild out on your bad days and prop each other up on the good ones. I don't know how many times I've re-listened. When I've gone to hide in the bathroom at work, too many times your show is the only thing that helps me keep human. Wow. When the depression is the only thing I can think about, you guys are there to acknowledge it, to help me laugh at it, and to put into words the weird, dumb ways I think about things. The fact that I can laugh at all is something I could never thank you enough for. 
TLDR, your show is my comfort food without the weight gain. P.S. I can talk some hot shit about how historical seppuku samurai code has always been propaganda bullshit if you're curious to have mainstream scholarship rebutted. <laughs> <laughs> and I am. Yeah, please. Uh, if you hear this, uh, yeah, email us bullshit. and let Apparently, us know. Uh, samurais were just falling all the time and just the swords would go in their <laughs> yeah. stomachs and then they'd be like, oh, tell my wife it's for honor. Yeah, you know what? That's what that Tom Petty song's about. <laughs> Which you know, one? Free falling, dude. Oh, uh, <laughs> American girl. It's <laughs> <laughs> and I'm free falling on a sword. Uh, they, free falling on a sword. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They cut out the. <laughs> I'm very funny. What? <laughs> <laughs> what? Um, I'm definitely not in Portland, May 26, <laughs> with Ham Dog, <laughs> Dave Dog and Ham Dog in Portland. Competition to see May who's 26th. funniest. Competition. Um, yeah. Uh, thank you so much for writing us. That was great. I yeah, it's funny. I it, it it's funny. You you talked a lot about you know how you hit bottom and and I. A lot of times my instinct on this show is to is to give you solutions, but but you have a handle on it and you're dealing yeah. with it. And I, I the one thing I will say, I, I hope and like from my own personal experience, and I know what happens to me is not what works for everybody. But like. But yeah, you talked about therapy not always working and you're in and out of it and stuff, but like it just really I just really hope you stay in it. Sounds early on with this new one. Yeah. So I, I hope it's going stay. better since when you've, you know, we're writing it. And I will say on like kind of the last end of the thing she was talking about, because we were oddly just saying like, man, I have like 15 friends I could call, you know, have a good time talking to or something. Yeah. And I know it's weird. People or myself especially is like, oh, I'm just going to be bothering everybody. Like, I don't want to become the friend who's just constantly needs right. help and stuff. But I will say like, you know, oftentimes it, in the in the long run of things, I truly believe it's better to be a bit of a nuisance than to be just a ghost that people you, don't even know about anymore. You know what else, man? Something that really, I'm you're only detached. Then there's no other option. You know, the the older I get, the more I reach out, and it's still not enough. It's still barely at all. Mm-hmm. And I and then the more I also like feeling better about myself, I'm feeling more valid in my anger. Like I, honestly, the past few years, maybe even the past one or two, is the first time in my life I've felt comfortable being like, "Hey, that made me mad." Because to me, it yeah. feels like I'm doing something wrong to someone to be mad at them at all. Uh, and so, and something that I, that, that has taught me is that even though saying, hey, that pissed me off. Hey, fuck you. What, why'd you say that or whatever sucks and makes awkward moments. Mm-hmm. I, I have learned that those are the people I'm closest to now. Like <laughs> yeah, I literally they can take it, right? Yeah. I mean. That means they're a friend. They can it, actually talk to you. Yeah. It turns out that you you saying negative shit to someone brings you closer to them. <laughs> and obviously, don't be a dick. Yeah. Keep that in your mind. No. Like you don't want to burden people, but if like but I feel if you like get real with people, they they want you when to. When people worry they love you. that they're going to become like, oh, if I reach out a bunch, I'm going to become such a burden to everybody. I feel like it's the same statement when people are like, Oh, well, I don't want to go to the gym because I don't want to get like too big. Right. It's like, that's the furthest thing. Like, yeah, that's not going to happen. Start small. You're not going to get gigantic. Exactly. Like the first thing you need to do is just create some sort of relationship, some sort of networks. Who can you talk to and in what capacity? Then go from there. You certainly haven't burdened someone (laughs) if you've said one thing. 
I don't want to talk to a friend because I might get like too mentally healthy. <laughs> I might just get like too mentally swole. And, like, <laughs> mentally I'll just have swole. like too much confidence, and then people think I'm a narcissist. Mentally, you know, you know, <laughs> you know, maybe I don't want to be like a late night host because then everyone would recognize me on the street and be like, "Oh, you're famous. Here's money and everything." It's just like I don't want to deal with that. I just want to play Smash Brothers, <laughs> <laughs> which we're gonna do right now. Thank you guys so much. We have a. Uh, uh, we have a ten dollar uh, patron level and up episode coming out this week on Patreon, patreon.com slash suicide buddies. It's Hampton's uh, second solo episode. Yeah, and we just put up also a regular uh, Patreon episode uh, for the five dollar patrons and up last week, mm-hmm. which was fun. And I thank you guys for subscribing there. And uh, it was a good episode, man. Thanks. Yeah, thanks for doing it with me, man. Uh, and, uh, uh, please check out some road dates uh, for me, HamptonYet.com, and you can check out Dave's road dates, uh, DaveToTheRoss.com. I'm just uh, here in LA, man. Come to Good Heroin, dude. Every Saturday, stories, books. Uh, oh, and I'll be in Portland, but we haven't really figured out the details of that yet, so it's not really on May 26th. Get, lock it in, guys. Okay, I'm not really sure about the details. <laughs> Poster's already designed, dude. Okay, I'm not. Entirely sure. I asked you five seconds before we started recording. <laughs> it's locked in. All right. This uh, is yeah. my love, my man. Glad you're alive. Glad you're alive. Later. Thanks for listening to Suicide Buddies. We appreciate you and we care about you. So if you are ever having suicidal thoughts, we do take it seriously, and we would prefer that you go get help. Please call the number 1-800-273-TALK right now if you can. They're great. They will help. Suicide is not your only option. You are cared for. And thank you for listening. And see you on the next Suicide Buddies. <laughs>